the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I hope that you had a good weekend. It was a difficult weekend for a lot of people, especially our Jewish friends, and I think for all of us, maybe in uh, the church for sure, and and maybe many people who aren't. This is a, a tough weekend and uh, what's happening in Israel is significant, and I want to keep talking about that. We did an hour with uh, Rabbi Gary Dereshinsky from the Messianic Congregation, Beth Israel. You can find that on our podcast uh, probably later this week. It'll be up and available for you. You can also watch us at kkla.com, and if you go to kkla.com, you can always get the uh, video version of our show. Right now, if you happen to be watching, you would see uh, Hot Chocolate Jose trying to fix my computer screen in front of me, which I am uh, completely unable to do. Uh, 888-528-25. Maybe you have some thoughts about it. I've got a lot. And I wanted to, you know, as I watched this this weekend, my concern, and I'll just be honest with you, I'm, I'm pretty angry. And, you know, somebody texted me, I'm really angry. They said, what do you do? I said, you know, it's not a sin to be angry. It's what you do with your anger, right? It's how do you proceed? And there's a lot of different um questions that uh, people might have, you know, spiritually, what's going to happen. I think what you're going to see, and if you're not even aware, maybe you just uh, haven't paying attention to the news, uh, a terrorist group called Hamas. We'll talk about them in just a minute, because I took some time to read their charter, which I think is important to understand who they are. They, um, they run what's called the Gaza Strip, which is in the southwest part of Israel, and uh, there's a lot of controversy in history with that part of Israel. Israel gave up control over it in 2006. Hamas was elected to lead it by the people who live there, uh, Palestinian people who live there, um, in 2008. And uh, since then, there have been lots of hostilities and missiles going across. The United States has identified Hamas as a terrorist organization. Uh, they do not see them as a legitimate organization. Some of the gripes that they might have, uh, you know, people might agree with some of those things. But what they are about is very explicitly to destroy Israel and kill Jews. And when I say that, I don't say that because that's my opinion. I say that because that's what Hamas says. That's their opinion. That's why they exist. You know, as I was looking at all of this stuff uh over the the last few days and reading a lot about people's responses, the different kinds of responses that people had to um, everything. I was surprised at how ignorant a lot of people are uh, about people who shouldn't be, you know, world leaders or people who really ought to have a more specific 
understanding of what's happening in the Middle East. It can be complicated, but can also be not complicated in a way. And something I realized, you know, as Americans, we we get lost a lot in the nuance of things. And I think that maybe we don't say things very clearly sometimes. So people are trying to figure out what do we, what does President Biden mean when he says that? What does President Trump mean when he says that? What is, you know, when we say things, there's a lot of trying to investigate where people are coming from and maybe what do they really think? And that might inform our decisions about how we feel about certain policies or certain things. And we go back and forth about what this means or what that means. And I thought it's interesting because in some parts of the world, maybe even the rest of the world, there's not actually um, a lot the same kind of nuance. And when it comes to Hamas, for example, they're very straightforward and open about what they want to do. It's all written down in what's called their charter. It's all right there. They want to kill Jews. This is about jihad. Why does Hamas reject a two-state solution? Why are they opposed to even the Palestinian Liberation Organization, another organization, PLO, used to be Yasser Arafat and that crowd? They accepted a a two-state solution proposal, but Hamas is against that. Why? Well, they tell you why right in their thing. We aren't for Israel being a state anywhere at any time. We This is a jihad, they call it, and we want to kill Jews. That's what they say. And they use that language, and I'll read it to you here in a minute. We need to know that. And I'm saying that because when we see these demonstrations that are happening in uh, our cities today, when we're seeing this happen in New York and St. Louis and Chicago and people waving the flags and saying things, are you really in favor of a terrorist organization who goes over the border to kill women and children and kidnap many of them to bring them back to use as human shields so that when you're launching your missiles into Israel, do you, um, do you realize that what's happening over there? People say, why, why, do there, why are there so many uh, kids who are getting killed there? Well, it's because they put their missile batteries on top of schools and they have their generals meetings in the basements of hospitals. And that if you're going to have a war, what you're going to have, uh, it's going to become very, very brutal. And that's something that's going to happen in the next few days. We are going to be seeing a, a brutal war in Israel. And the pictures that we are going to see that are going to be given to us through social media, some on the news, are going to be deliberately manipulative. And they're going to be, um, some of them are going to be very graphic. And we got to be wise. We got to discern how these things uh, are working. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about what's happening in Israel. I see calls up here. I want to make sure, can I grab those? Or they they keep flashing off and on. Just a little technical uh, note here. Uh, I don't want to grab it if it's not going not gonna to be there. So just let me know. We think we're good? All right. I'm going to uh, take a call here then. Uh, uh, Yoshi from uh, New Jersey, are you the, the yeah. uh, Are you there? I'm here. Hey, Yoshi, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding on. Sorry about uh, uh, maybe it's some... Yo- te- te- it's Yoshi, by the way. Yoshi, all right. Yoshi, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah. Am I on the air? You are. Go ahead. This is not... Uh, Carl, uh, who, who was just on? Oh, <laughs> you know, we're having some uh, other problem. I don't think you're on the right show, but uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. We're in Los Angeles and uh, San Diego. 
and uh, we're probably talking about the same thing you're talking about supporting Israel. So you must be calling. I think we're on the wrong network. I'm taking. Uh, who did you try to call? All right, I think he left. Okay, <laughs> we got we got uh, some some computer things we're doing here. Wouldn't it be great? I Carl Jackson. I'm guessing those are Carl Jackson calls that I have there, and. Um, you know, so maybe he's getting the Pastor Scott Show calls right now. Is that possible? I hope so. All right, let me get back to uh, where we are, and I'll wait till we have uh, all that all that uh, worked out. How funny. Um, anyway, um, let me just get into this. So I'm watching this, and I'm not sure this is going to work either. I've got some clips of some different things that, that happened that kind of begin to make my point about how ignorant we have been. And by we, I mean people who shouldn't be people in major media, people who should understand what's happening uh, in this part of the world. Uh, This is Jonathan Greenblatt on MSNBC from the uh, ADL and uh, Anti-Defamation League, which is a fairly liberal organization, or they tend to lean that way. They're on MSNBC a lot. And listen to what he has to say, because MSNBC, uh, in their coverage this weekend, has gone through great lengths to define uh, these people as militants and to kind of put it into military terms rather than to put it into terms that are um, the terrorism that it is. Here's what he says. So while I am sad and cope, trying to cope, I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who is writing the scripts. He's asking who's writing the scripts at MSNBC. It's interesting to me because the way this station has been promoting this and who typically promotes this, this subject is in a way that creates a moral equivalence between Israel and uh, the Hamas group. You should understand something. Hamas states that their purpose, the reason their organization exists, is to kill Jews. That's what they say in their charter, to destroy Israel, and not just Israel as a state, but to kill Jews anywhere. That's what they say. It openly says that in their charter. You can go read it. You can go online, and you can actually personally read the charter yourself. These are some things that they say. The day of judgment will not come about until Muslims fight. It's a very Muslim Islamic organization. There's an Islamic terrorist group. They're like ISIS. They are not there to promote tranquility and peace, and their documents say that they're not. That's something that has to be understood here, that if we're going to understand this correctly, and this is not to justify, by the way, uh, anything that Israel might have done that's wrong. Okay, or anything that we're going to see here in the war that's coming up that maybe we wish they wouldn't do, right? We're we're going to see that. But there is something that is profoundly um, wrong about a major news network, NBC, who doesn't understand who Hamas is when it says right in their charter who they are. The Day of Judgment will not come about. The whole charter is about what what their interpretation of Islam is meant to be. The day of judgment will not come about until Muslims fight, kill Jews, and kill them. Then the Jews will hide behind rocks and trees, and the rocks and trees will cry out, O Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me. Come and kill him. And over and over again, it talks about the way that they should kill Jews. 
the oath that you take says, I swear by that who holds in his hands the soul of Muhammad, I indeed wish to go to war for the sake of Allah. I will assault and kill, assault and kill, assault and kill. And then they talk about the peace initiatives. You know, we have all this talk about peace initiatives and the talk about, um, you know, the two-state solution, so many different things here. And it says this, and I'm quoting it, peace initiatives and so-called peaceful solutions and international conferences are in contradiction to the principles of the Islamic resistance movement. That's Hamas. Those conferences are no more than a means to appoint the infidels and arbitrators in the lands of Islam. There is no solution for the Palestinian problem except by jihad. Just kill everybody. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are but a waste of time and exercise in futility. They're not for peace at all. They are not for a two-state solution or a three-state solution. They are not for sovereignty in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank or any other place. They are for the elimination of Israel and the murdering of Jews. That's what their document says over and over again in multiple different ways. So I'm telling you that because when you listen to how this is being reported in ways by major news organizations who should know better, you understand why the Anti-Defamation League's Jonathan Greenblatt, who is far left, who loves the MSNBC crowd, would have this to say. So while I am sad and cope, trying to cope, I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who is writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. And I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women who tear, kills children in front of their parents and then brings them over to Gaza, who literally, we've heard all these reports, and we know these aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. All week, you could watch these on your social media. I think, you know, social media has such a terrible it's had, I think, a very terrible effect on our society in so many ways. It makes people insecure. We compare ourselves to each other. There's a lot of negatives to it. You can, a lot of our troubles, in fact, you can tie, I think, back to the creation and growth of social media. But something that's good about social media is that it is allowing things to be presented to the world that we otherwise would not have seen and would have been sanitized so that we don't see it. And when you have the opportunity to actually watch, and I'll tell you, it's, it is extraordinarily violent and it is real. It is not a movie. It's not a dirty, hairy movie. It's not something that you see on a screen in that way. It's real people being murdered and raped and real blood, and it is horrific. And it's old ladies being set on fire. It is kids being murdered. It is them being taken away where they will now be used as human shields in the war that's coming. And then what happens is, is the Israel's, the Israel's army will blow up a, 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 a missile battery, but it happens to be on top of a school. And then you're going to see all the moms with their dead kids come out. And it's just going to be horrible. That's coming. But it's all deliberate. 
It's all deliberate with a goal here, and MSNBC and others should know. They filmed, for example, an elderly woman in her home in one of these towns. They burned her alive in her house because she was too infirm to take out. And, you know, parading women, bleeding from the crotch because they were raped throughout Gaza while people hoot and holler and cheer. So look, you know, when we say, oh, this was an escalation, it was bound to happen, I am sorry. This was a massacre that was pre-planned. This was not destined to happen. It is not normal to shoot teenagers in the back, hundreds of them. So I just think, like, guys, get the story right. And all these pictures of, like, you know, missiles or the rubble in Gaza, please talk to the Israeli mothers and fathers He's begging them to get the story right, and he's doing that because they twisted around. My friends, we can't do this anymore. We shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But I would ask you to think about this. Is that, that what he just described is so grotesque, right? And I hesitate to even play it, but we have to be aware that we are being misled in so many ways. And we have these rallies happening in our cities. This is a rally celebrating what happened in New York City yesterday. When the Palestinians broke through the fence, they put the F-35 in And as you might have seen, there was some sort of rave or desert party where they were having a great time. Here, I don't know if you're hearing it too well, but he's he's about to describe what happened is, is they came into a, a big music concert and they kidnapped a whole bunch, murdered hundreds of people who were there, young people who were watching a concert and kidnapped many of them. Listen to what he says. Until the resistance came in electrified hang gliders and took at least several dozen hipsters. They took several dozen hipsters, he says. But I'm sure they're doing very fine, despite what the New York Post says. I'm sure they're doing very fine. No, they're not. They are either already dead, tortured to death, or they are being used now to be human shields, and they will be dead. They just lie. But I wonder if they even know if they're lying because of the indoctrination that has happened over this. This is uh, the statement by the group's organizer at the end. Palestinian youth movement. Thank you. Long live Palestine. Thank you all for being here, for raising your voices to celebrate the glorious victory of the resistance. And to honor our martyrs and for marching to show those here in the heart of the empire ever defeat our struggle. They have failed to break the unity of our people. And they have failed to dampen the revolutionary spirit of our people who grow stronger every day. You know what's so sad to me about that is that these people in New York are celebrating something that will lead to the death of thousands probably of people, Palestinians, who live in the Gaza Strip. Because I think that's what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be brutal. And this celebration of this wicked thing, not a military attack, but attack on old folks and young people at a concert. That's in the United States, what you just heard. 
That's young people here that you just heard. Um, this is anti-Semitism. This is not we are you know upholding the rights of the oppressed. It is not the same. We need to uphold the rights of the oppressed. We need to be concerned. We ought to be concerned about how Palestinians are treated. But when you have an organization that wants to kill the other side, that the negotiations are, um, we'll give you some land if you promise not to kill us for five years. We'll give you this if you promise to not commit genocide for at least another three years. That doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. You cannot have... Uh, peace in a region where one side's entire stated goal is to murder you. And that should not be celebrated. All right. I see your calls up here. I got to take a break and I'll get your calls of Karen and Penny and others. The number is 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can watch us also at kkla.com. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Uh, I just want to point out that the United States at least considers Hamas uh, as a terror organization, and that does not speak to the innocent Palestinians in Gaza who are victims uh, of Hamas and of the bombings and of the retaliation. As, every, as anyone else is. But I'm just saying that Hamas is considered a terror organization by Israel and by the United States and by countries all around the world. I'm not talking about the Palestinian Authority and the West Bank. Uh, your sense, though, well, of the reality... Right. Let me just ask you, though, because you, you have, you know, grievances against Israel and there, have been, there has been violence on both sides over the years. But does that justify taking people out of their homes uh, of all ages? We're not talking about military people. We're talking about civilians, children, and elderly people, uh, men and women, and taking them into Gaza and threatening to execute them. That's Andrea Mitchell, and she's talking to a PLO spokesperson about what happened there. You can see the the pains that she's taking to point out, yeah, there have been you know some bad things here that have been done and bad th- things going on, and that's in to some degree that's true. But to she is now saying, hey, does that justify the the rapes and the murders and the terrible violence done against civilians that we saw this weekend? She's talking to this representative of PLO, not the group that did this. But listen to this representative's response. Again, uh, Andrea, I'm not the one who's doing this, so it shouldn't be me who's asked to comment on it. This isn't, you know, I live in a totally different place. What I do want people to understand is what life in the Gaza Strip is like. The Gaza Strip now, more than 50% of the population is under the age of 18. So we're talking about children here. There are 2 million Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip who've been living under this brutal siege. She won't even say it that there's something uh, wrong, extra wrong with doing this. You know, the uh, the Nazis, uh, you know, the Germans got probably a bum rap during uh, the end of World War One. They shouldn't have been blamed for the whole thing, and they, they pretty much were blamed for that, and there was the resolutions against them, and they were, you know, oppressed. So I guess that gives them the right to go out and murder people and start World War II. Now, that makes, it's crazy. Right. But that's the same argument that's being made here. And that's that's something that I think we've got to to understand. 
uh, here. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. And the reason I'm talking about this so straightforwardly is in, I think, what's going to happen in the next few days. We're going to see this war. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be awful. We're going to see terrible images. A lot of people are going to get killed. I think that's coming. And it's it's terrible. It is a terrible, terrible thing. But we have to understand, you know, what is going on in that region. Otherwise, we just sort of both sides it all the time. And it just, there is a time to call certain things evil and to say, how do you respond if you're Israel in a way to an organization that only, that according to their charter, wants to kill you and is planning on killing you. Let me get to a couple of calls and then I'm going to share a little bit more from that charter. 888-528-2557. Karen in Anaheim, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you. I just want to say I don't know much about, uh, you know, biblical prophecy, but I know enough to know that the Bible's unfolding in front of us. And and this, uh, what happened over the weekend, is so deplorable. When you played uh, what the cut that you played explaining what they, they were doing, I, I was in tears and I'm driving home. It's disgusting. It's beyond anything we've heard of since, you know, the Holocaust. I mean that anybody could stand and and stand on the rumors or whatever they've heard about it, Israelis or Jewish people it it's disgusting and i just beg everybody out there if you pass on um a meme or or something that someone sends you on TikTok we have access to all the information in the world here as americans so far you can vet it. Don't just vet what the opposition sends you. Vet everything because it is no joke anymore. We're playing for keeps now. Yeah, I it's think time uh, to, for us to check our own people too. Yeah. Karen, thank you for for calling. You know, I think uh, what she says about vetting things is important, and it's important for all sides in this. Because as I talked about, what you see on the social media and how that has, I think, helped us in this conversation, because you can't the the global media can't you know, sanitize this because you were watching it on Twitter. But you also got to be careful that there's a lot of stuff on your social media that both sides put up that's fake. There was, there are people who are putting up scenes from video games and saying it's the war in Gaza or the invasion of Israel. And it's not, it's a video game, right? There are some crazy things that people do on purpose because it's, they're just, you know, not taking this seriously or they're trying to mislead. There's a lot of crazy stuff. And so you do have to be very, very careful. I mean, that is that is uh, important. And, and you know, don't think that it's major media that uh, you can turn to because they have often put forward, you know, B-roll of some movie that they got and other stuff saying, oh, this is Syria being bombed. That was a big one a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, where there's all these explosions going on and it turned out to be a movie scene, but uh, major networks uh, thought it was Syria. And, you know, you just we all have to be careful in this strange world that we live in. But in, in bringing us back to this topic, maybe this will allow you to ask some serious questions. You know, if you are saying that, uh, for example, at uh, Harvard, Harvard students put out a statement. Uh, this is a joint statement by Harvard-Palestine Solidarity Group. So a lot of the student groups at Harvard uh, The statement begins, we, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for unfolding, for the all the unfolding violence. This is Harvard. These are supposed to be our uh, educated people, right? This is supposed to be the cream. They hold Israel responsible for all of it. So the raping and the murdering and all of this to regular citizens, the killing of kids, all that. 
they're not kind of partially responsible for that, Hamas. Hamas, who says their entire goal is to destroy and kill Jews, that, that they say that. That's crazy. So somebody wrote who is a international uh, consultant. His name is Ian Bremmer. And uh, he has a lot of interesting information. Some of you might agree with his opinion. Sometimes you don't. But he's got some good stuff. By the way, if you're on social media, you got to follow people you don't agree with. If you're not, then you're not doing it right. you got to follow people kind of on both sides. He wrote this this weekend, though. He said, can't imagine who would want to identify with uh, these groups. Harvard parents, talk to your educated kids about this. You know, I wrote back and I said, I think the parents did talk to their kids, and this is what they taught their kids. Like, we have so much misunderstanding of what is happening there. I read through the the Hamas charter, and, you know, if you want to understand why things don't work, just read that. They It's, it's not hard to understand. They are about the murder of Jews. They are about jihad. They have a whole section in there about the purpose of women. It says this. It says... The Muslim women have no lesser role than that of men in the war of liberation. They manufacture men, meaning they give birth, and play a great role in guiding and educating the new generation. The enemies have understood that role. Therefore, they realize that if they can guide and educate Muslim women in a way that would distance them from Islam, they would have won the war. See, this is why like the groups like the Taliban or ISIS or Hamas, they don't want to educate girls. Okay, this is the specific statement of why. They're opposed to educating women, except to educate them in war and jihad, which is the only purpose for them. That's what they say. It goes on to say this, the women in the house and the family of jihad fighters, whether they are mothers or sisters, carry out the most important duty of caring for the home and the raising of children upon the moral concepts and values which derive from Islam, and of the educating their sons to observe the religious injunctions and preparation for the duty of jihad awaiting them. The, the whole purpose of women in Hamas, in the Gaza Strip, is to make babies who will grow up to fight the jihad, to do what it says earlier in the charter, to destroy Israel and kill Jews wherever they are, and to not participate in any peace agreements. There's all this stuff about why they won't participate in peace agreements. They're all a waste of time. They don't want a peace agreement. They want the end of Jews and Israel. And so if we don't understand that, then it's very difficult to understand what this war is going to be about or what uh, is being faced here. And, you know, for if you are just now learning this, if you've learned different stuff, that is not to say that there aren't Palestinians who didn't vote for this or people who would just like to have peace. There are. There are plenty. And there's, there's brutalities going on all the time. But this is the reason. It's the ideology behind what's happening here. They could have had, uh, in 1947, their own state. They could have had a Palestinian state. They said no. The reason they said no is they don't want a Jewish state. That's part of the the uh, negotiation. Five times they've been offered a state. They always say no. Why? Because they don't think Israel has a right to exist. That's why. And when your neighbors are genocidal, that they state openly that they want to kill you, you, you have to make decisions based on that, assuming that they mean what they say. And, of course, they do. All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. I just want to say something. Thank you for your show because you're one of the few shows where you hear the truth. And you, even though some of it's disgusting, you, you, you put it on there and let us see because a lot of people don't. But I want you to know I am a born-again Christian, and I am totally 
totally backing Israel, and I hope they destroy everyone over there because Israel gets picked on. And I'm listening to these people in our colleges, and they're Islamic. They're, they're favorable to Islam, and they're sitting there rioting and stuff and saying horrible things about this country and Israel. That is so disgusting that our schools are putting forth these human miscreants. Well, part of that is that we have taught the wrong thing with an agenda. I think it's anti-Semitic. So from the standpoint of being educated, it is not ignorance. It's no, we are for this, actually, the murder of of Jews. You you find, uh, and thank you for calling, Penny, the growing of anti-Semitism in our country, and it's on the right and the left. You know, when it's on the right, it's usually in statements about Jewish people or, you know, that you you see these bizarre accusations against people who are Jews for things that they have nothing to do with or just racist statements that are terrible. On the left, it has more to do with not being opposed politically to a decision that uh, the government might make. There, This war that's coming up, there might be decisions they make that, that people would legitimately disagree with, that maybe they shouldn't do it this way. Uh, there's a lot of question that has been going on about some changes they made in the court system in Israel and some other things. That's all fine. That's not anti-Semitic to say, I don't agree with these political decisions that you're making. Uh, the Bible is, in fact, very critical of the kings of Israel and the people of Israel a lot, right? Um, but to say that Jewish people shouldn't have a homeland to support people who want to kill them, who want to just murder them, uh, that is anti-Semitic. And you've got to be really careful with what you might be saying about your opinions about it. You know, Israel is the only country in the world. Jewish people are the only people in the world where people hesitate to say they deserve their own homeland. Did you know that? Uh, Everybody thinks that uh, Palestinians should have their own homeland. Uh, People think that uh, the Irish should have their own homeland. People think, you know, whatever you owe, you should have your own homeland. Uh, But with Jewish people, there's an awful lot of people go, well, they're the only group where people wonder that. Why is that? Uh, there's spiritual reasons why that is, but for our purposes today, we need to acknowledge, hey, there's a lot of hate, and uh, it here is um, coming forth in murder and the worst of the worst. You know, for the Christian, we when we talk about this war coming up, I'm wrestling with that myself. You know, for sure, all war is bad. Uh, when Jesus comes back, there will be a war. He's going to win, and that's the end of war, period that it shouldn't be something that humans experience. Many of you have fought in wars. Many of you are concerned. I have a friend who's very concerned about what might be coming because we might be involved and multiple countries could be involved. And whatever the justification for the war is, when people went to war against Hitler, they needed to, but all of it was horrible. And atrocities were done on all sides. And that is the nature of war. It is a horrific thing. It is the result of sin. It is the result of people who have rejected Uh, who God is. We should acknowledge that as well. I want to make sure that when we look at these things and we hear stuff, that we do our best to try to understand what is really true and to realize that something that I think we have an opportunity to understand here is that Hamas is not just some kind of civil organization fighting for rights, that according to their charter, what they wrote down is they exist in order to kill Jews. That's what they say. I'm not saying that. They say that. And if we don't understand that, we'll never understand this issue. And you can't be for that. No matter how bad you think Israel's policies are as a state, you cannot be for any group that just wants to kill some other group. 
for whatever the reason. I got to take a break. I'll get your calls when we come back. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We've been talking about uh, what's going on in Israel. I want to mention another subject, though, because if you're a parent and uh, you have elementary kids, particularly in LAUSD, this is uh, National <clears throat> National Coming Out Week. And if you're not aware of it, uh, this National Coming Out Week about uh, gender identity and all of those uh, topics are being presented to your kindergartner through second grade. I'm not even making that up. And uh, today, uh, your child might have questions about identity maps and who they really are, because they are supposed to do this identity map activity and uh, think critically about their identity and intersectionality. That's a conversation I have with a lot of five-year-olds. Tell me about intersectionality and how it affects you. Anyway, that's uh, that's what's going on. They're going to learn about Jazz Jennings today, um, potentially. Depends. This is like recommended, so your teachers don't have to do it, but some teachers are going to do it. Uh, who is uh, trans and who was pushed into that by her mom, I think. And I I don't think that story is going to end very well, by the way, if you're familiar with, with her. And uh, it's a way, you know, a person to pray for. Uh, as that story has turned, I think. But, uh, you know, it, she's a, a YouTube star and spokesmodel and television personality. And uh, that's exciting, you know, for little kids. And um, she's somebody who has gone the uh, the full way with uh, uh, trans surgeries and other stuff. And I think as a parent, you should be aware that that's being taught to your kid today. Uh, as young as kindergarten, that the curriculum is K through two, K through three, may be suitable for three to five. We're not talking about high schoolers. We're talking about little kids. Uh, that's happening today. Uh, so just be aware of that. That's every day. I would take your kid out of school this week. Good week to not go to school. 888-528-2557. Let me get you a couple of calls here. And, uh, you know, I want to remind us of a few things, but uh, it's been important, I think, today to talk about uh, what the truth is. Uh, we, I got a few calls, so I just want you to be brief. Uh, Ted in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Ted, City of the Angels, uh, Pastor Scott, 100% condemn what's going on there. And uh, and it's also been exacerbated by um, American Jews that are calling them fascists. And I've heard this from Israelis. Calling who fascists? Uh this is exactly what the man told me in a jacuzzi at LA Fitness. He said, my own people are calling me a fascist, and he's Israeli. Whatever that means, I don't know, but he uh, says he's not being well accepted into the American Jewish community, so that's not good. And and this is also um, the very reason why we should have the right to bear arms so we can defend as citizens in case something happened here. We should be able to defend ourselves and not be just All a right. shooting gap. All right, for Ted. A bunch of- Thank you for for that. I'm going to go on to another thing there. You know, I don't the the word fascist. You know, is thrown around so often that most people don't even know what that means. Um, there is definitely something to look at with what's happening in Israel here, but people shouldn't be calling each other uh, that. In fact, you know, often the people that we're calling that they're not doing what Hamas is doing. Like the worst group of people that you can think of in this country right now, the white supremacists or Antifa or some of these groups that are doing the violence and they hate other people based on race and stuff. What they're about in this country is terrible. 
and it's evil, but they're not going out and murdering people. They're not invading Mexico or Canada or some other state or some city and dragging people out and shooting them and doing everything that we just saw. Right? There is a level of evil that we have witnessed here by a group of people who state that's what they're about. Right, A group of people who openly in their charter, the Hamas folks, state that's what they are about. They don't even deny it. So this is something I think we just can't miss that because there are some who would like to say that's not the case, but that is who they are. Uh, William and Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thanks for uh, being on the forefront of, uh, of all of these topics. You're one of the few that that uh, bring these things up so we can uh, be well-informed on what's really going on. Uh, the main question that I always have when any kind of terrorist activity happens, regardless of which country it is, is who's financing them? Like, yeah. they, like the people, like these kids in, these kids in uh, what are they doing during normal working hours? That, and who's paying their rent? Well, while they're out protesting and calling Jews all kinds of things. Oh, in our in our country, who's <laughs> I don't know what they're where they have the time for that. You know, Hamas says yeah. that uh, you know, and it's another thing too, where Hamas doesn't hide it that they're being uh, funded by Iran, and uh, Iran yeah. acknowledges this. Right? It's it's something that I think in our country, William. What's interesting is that we might be wondering what are these kids in our country doing? What's their? We, we have to kind of speculate, right? And there's nuance. Something that I want people to grasp here is that there's not that's not necessary with Hamas. They're telling you exactly what they're doing, who's funding you and who's funding them and what their their goal is. They don't hide it. It's not something that is, you know, hidden in nuance or uncertain. It's very, very clear. And that's why I wanted to to share this stuff today. Appreciate uh, your call there, uh, William. Uh, Don in Pacific Palisades. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, uh, it's Don. Uh, hey, Don, I think I might have lost you. I think so. I'll go ahead. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, speak up. Hamas uh, acts like a mafia that uh, suppresses their people and dissent and everything else, so they're not really complicit with this. Hamas, of course, wants to bring in an Islamist state, and Iran is behind this. And and uh, what is, I find curious is so many things intersecting that came out is that according to the Times of Israel, 10 days ago, Egyptian intelligence told Israel that, that Hamas was planning a major attack on them, and apparently Netanyahu ignored it. And my, what I want to know, maybe time will tell, but it seems that like he's maybe pulling another, well, I want to be a war president like George W. Bush want to be, and the way I play this Hey, I'm I'm losing you there, Don. You you're fading out, but it sounds like you're suggesting that uh, President Netanyahu deliberately um, ignored warnings. Clearly, there's intelligence failures uh, in uh, Israel and with us, you know, in all of this. But once again, that's a speculative thing that we don't know. You know, we don't know. We're that's that's something that we tend to do in our country to each other, and we just can't put that. That's a terrible thing to suggest about anybody. 
The point I'm making about Hamas is that they say what they're planning to do to kill people. There, there's no nuance. They're just making that really clear. You know, these things are hard. We're going to have a war that uh, hopefully the rest of the world or us is not drawn into. It's pretty significant what's happening here. How do we respond as Christians? There's something to think about because war is always terrible, but sometimes it is necessary. And, you know, there's a lot of disagreement about when it's necessary and when it isn't, right? Just war theory and lots of those things. It's something that is here. Something that I want to leave you with with is is this. You know, as Christians, what we are to do, somebody called earlier and was talking about prophecy and things like that. You know, the, the Bible doesn't give us a calendar that sort of outlines, hey, this event's going to happen and this event's going to happen and all these things. It kind of gives us a big picture, but we've got to be careful about connecting dots there. But what we are supposed to do is be faithful to our witness of the risen Jesus, because the actual solution to this is that people turn to Jesus. It's That is the solution to thousands of years of this battle and disagreement is Jesus. Ultimately, Jesus is going to make that happen because every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess. And if you're doubting that, then ask yourself, why is Israel even a big deal anyway? Why is all of this in the news? Why is the world getting drawn into a little country that really should, this should be like a regional dispute? Why do we care? Uh, We care because I think that the Lord has made things that way to force us to focus on Israel where everything is going to happen, where the Savior died, where the Savior will come back, and uh, the promises will be fulfilled. There's so much here that should really, I think, give us a reason to uh, fear God and not fear anything else. So do that. Fear God. Don't fear anything else. Put your hope in Christ. That's the answer to all this and be in prayer as we watch it play out. All right, I got to be gone. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show on social media. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back uh, tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. See you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.